0: blog talk radio
1: hello everyone and welcome to my show i'm your host diana bella ross award winning by selling after Fire and as the journey of transformation the white within it's really good book to Check it out on Amazon. I have it in three versions. And uh, today, I'm going to cover custody in children. But first, I, I want to say that that Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case is something that I have been through. And I know a lot of people have no idea what they're talking about, and I have been reading everybody's comments, and I have never seen more hateful people in my life, honestly. And women, it's a shame how you attack another woman. And uh, she's not acting. I have been uh, watching very closely what she's doing. Everything what she says it's true. That's a pattern of a person who is having drug problem who is having um, alcohol problem and another problem that a lot of people are not prepared nowadays. It's like a demonic creature living in him, coming out, and then um, it's like uh, he has two personalities, like a schizophrenic person. So I know how this works and I'm absolutely absolutely agree with you that he had amazing life with other um women. His wife, Vanessa Paradis, actually she, he wasn't married for her, uh to her. But the thing is he didn't have these kind of a problems, alcohol, drugs and um all of these costs. So anyway, this is my opinion. I read my books the um Fire and Ice and Ashtonites, uh for a which I'm being attacked constantly daily and I have been put uh, put through hell about that from Christians calling themselves Christians, Bulgarians. And it's a really, really five years horrible, horrible abuse, harassment, stealing and everything what you could possibly imagine. Sitting on my electronics, listening to everything, and I'm sorry to say, but I take it very personally, and it's definitely we are having gender inequality and not believing women. So it's really, really sad, really sad what is going on, and I don't know what uh, exactly people are thinking when they're commenting and uh, Take sides, but please, please, if you have never been in this kind of situation, don't uh, share your opinion and don't uh, judge people. And of course, she's an actress, but she's not acting, and I'm going to post on Facebook um, somebody else, uh, Michael Jackson's daughter, secret daughter, what she's saying about that because she used to live with somebody I lived with and um, Amber Heard as well. My best wishes to Johnny Depp and I don't understand why you two are um, ruining each other's lives. I really don't. And uh, I know how my ex is ruining my life. It has been ruining for the past five years since I moved here. And I don't know what is the idea behind it and nobody's gaining anything and I think the things were just find the way they were when they separated in 2015, and I honestly don't know why is this nightmare continues. But he's not an angel, and he has been having these problems without even trying to fix them. So anyway, I'm going to cover today. I feel like I'm, I'm on the NASCAR here in Hollywood. Uh, people are losing control over their their behavior, and I'm kind of worried about their. Psychological state of mind. Anyway, I found this uh, article <clears throat> about how courts are failing mothers and children who have survived abuse, and I decided to cover this because of a woman whose children are being given to the abuser, and right now he has a, a woman who uh, both of them are doing drugs and physically attacking the children, uh, emotionally destroying them, and nobody's doing anything about it. So anyway, burdened by the high cost of legal help and penalized by courts and favor fathers, we may risk losing children, children in abusive partners. This piece was published in partnership between the Guardian and the Fuller project. Marisa vividly remembers the day last September when her son's counselor asked to speak with her at the end of this Zoom session. The counselor told Marisa to try to control her reaction to what she was about to hear. Marisa stepped into the uh, backyard of their home outside of Seattle, Washington, to speak to the consular privately. At a time, oh wow, Seattle, Washington, oh my gosh, isn't that a coincidence? At a time, Marisa's uh, nine-year-old son, Zachary, attended regular counseling sessions as a result of Marisa's ongoing legal battles with her ex-boyfriend. Carter. That day, Marisa heard the news she would spend the next several months going over again and again. Zachary had revealed to his counselor that Carter had touched his private parts in bed when the family had lived together. The disclosure was deeply troubling on its own in the months that followed. Zachary would disclose additional and increasingly severe incidents of abuse, including rape, by Carter to a King County child interview specialist and his counselor over multiple interviews and sessions according to case reports filed by the local police department. The Guardian is using pseudonyms for the families in this article to protect their privacy and safety. But the allegations of abuse also complicated an already continue, continue, continuous custody battle between Maurice and her ex. And for Marisa, illuminated the unexpected pitfalls that mother faced when accusing their partners of abuse in family court. Let me tell you something. Just because somebody has a bad day and something happened in their life, uh, lost their money, lost their mom, it doesn't excuse them to mistreat the partner or anybody in the household. No excuses. I write comments like, oh, he did that because, he actually had a really bad day. He lost his mom. He lost so much money. No, 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 no. Please, no. These body heart excuses, no. One big N-O. Anyway, at the time of Zachary's counselors call, Marisa was a medical school student supporting herself and her children on a student loan. On student loans, she was also receiving federal food benefits, Medicaid, and state heating assistance. She would be dealing with the court system since she and her ex separated in 2018. The same year she filed a police report alleging Carter physically assaulted her, he was found not guilty of domestic violence in court. Six months later, after filing the report, she hired an attorney to put together a plan for how she and Carter would share custody of Zachary's then three-year-old brother Ellie than biological son Zachary, different biological father. Carter has repeatedly denied Zachary's allegations through his lawyer and has been fighting for parental rights not only of Ellie but also Zachary whose biological father is out of the picture. Carter is seeking to legally change Zachary's birth certificate to list him as a father, a change known as the de facto parent teacher Zachary in court, which would grant Carter legal rights to act as Zachary's father. Throughout the three-year legal battle, Carter has retained steady legal representation and unlike Marisa and countered that, Marissa has been coaching Zachary to report allegations of abuse by Carter. Later this year, a judge is scheduled to decide how Marissa's son alleged rapist will play in her children's lives. Assertive and quick learner, Marisa is ready advocate for herself and her family, a kill she's used elsewhere in her personal life. She spoke out against the nursing home, whether her father and many other residents contracted COVID-19. She has the Dutch determ- determination that would land itself in the lengthy legal battle against Carter that she said has drained her savings and forced her to learn how to become her own attorney when she could no longer afford to pay for one. Nothing new. She says she did not trust an overworked court-appointed lawyer to have the the, the bandwidth to catch up on the hundreds of pages of detail that made her case with her ex. However, the way Marisa has had, to aggressively advocate for herself and her children in court, made more urgent by Zachary's allegations and the mistakes she uh, she's made while learning how to represent herself, have compounded the difficulties she faces in a family justice system. Her access legal team has been able to paint her as negligent, unreasonable, and un transgender, and therefore at least fit parent for Carter. Marissa's time in court also made clear that when women accuse former partners of abusing their children, there is uphill legal battles navigating a criminal justice system that tends to favor those who have the most resources to make their case can become a nightmare. As women seeking justice from their alleged abusers to learn how far they must go to be taken seriously. Courts helping abusive fathers keep custody. Mothers who accuse their partners of abuse can be seen as the less cooperative. parent in custody and visitation cases say lawyers and domestic violence experts because they are not facilitating a relationship between father and child. A relationship the court sees is important for the child's development. Opposing counsel can portray them as combative and interests Making their clients appear to be better custodial parents. As a result, mothers often find themselves under the fancy says from here, a clinical law professor and the director of National Family Violence Law Center of the George Washington University Law School. That's like the ticket to death, she says. If you are a mom and write allegations of child sexual abuse by the father, the odds are you lose custody. In 2019, Mel looked at 200 cases in which mothers alleged child sexual abuse by fathers and fathered courts sided with the mothers in just 15% of the cases. In the same study, she found that 1,137 cases were mothers. Alleged domestic violence courts credited the claims in just 517 cases. In general, mothers tend to be custodial parents usually as a result of out-of-court settlements, as mere. 80% of mothers have, pretend, have primary custody of their children compared to for upper, approximately 20% of fathers, according to the 2015 census data, data. Accusing your partner of child abuse can be lengthy, unpredictable process for mothers seeking justice in U.S. family courts historically. The process has pushed women to take drastic measures to protect their children from allegedly abusive guardians. In 1987, Elizabeth Morgan sent her five-year-old daughter to live with her maternal grandparents in New Zealand after a family court granted unsupervised visits between the girl and her allegedly sexually abusive father. Morgan was jailed in Washington, D.C. for two years when she refused to reveal her daughter's whereabouts a tv movie about the story aired in 1992 morgan's story inspired hori collins when a minnesota family court granted her allegedly abusive ex-husband custody to their children early 1990s anyway we are at the end of the show today and i want to highlight this what i'm going to say right now is this don't judge people And don't judge anything that you have no idea you haven't been through. Be more compassionate, more compassionate, more kind. And don't support people who have substance abuse problem because they can be, again, the best father, the best partner, the best friend, and everything else. But substance abuse is something that can turn you into something you have never imagined. And I can tell from my experience, you have no control of such individuals. At the same time, they can do horrible things to you. And we have gender inequality problem, huge problem on a global level that needs to be addressed. And let me tell you something, dear Christians, who are making my life miserable every day, the Bulgarians from Europe, Europeans. Let me tell you something. That in the Bible, the God says that women and men are equal and they should be allowed to live as equal, treated as equal, and no one should have the right to abuse, harass, and uh, and, um, impose any kind of orders, conditions, or anything else. And this is what the Bible says. So anyway, um, concentrate on the best interest of the children. Concentrate on what the children are telling in court if they're old enough to stand up in front of the judge and tell what happened because children don't lie. Children are telling the truth and are... Until we have these problems and until we allow abuser to abuse, to kill, to destroy lives, we are not going to have the kind of a family and therefore society we are looking for. And it's really important, it's imperative for this to be understood. And here is my advice to everybody who is listening, get attorneys. Yet women who have been through this in the courtroom sharing their story and comparing it with the story of the victim who is telling that one of the spouses is abusing sexually, verbally, physically the children or themselves. It's really, really important because again, if you have never been through this kind of experience, you have no way to connect to the victim, you have no way to know who is telling the truth and who is not telling the truth. And um, my philosophy is that the best teachers come from life. And instead of closing people's Facebook, Facebook is becoming possible as well as Instagram, which is definitely, definitely <sighs> ruining the country in every possible way, ruining the rights of the people, ruining everything by attacking people who are sharing pictures of their children being physically abused with bruises all over their faces. And this is the reason, actually, I'm sharing this today and I do this um, podcast because, honestly, I would never close my eyes. I went through so much in my life. And I know, and I can spot when somebody's lying. And I know when something is taken from a book like Amber Heard is being convicted of such thing, which is absolutely not true. Wake up, America, do your work as well as the rest of the world and start doing something that is going to improve that and it's going to make a difference and don't attack the victims. I know people love when they see somebody who is good, you know, somebody who is um, not finding a way to cope with all the pain because they don't have enough power. And uh, people are like a hyena, you know, trying to feed on this kind of individual because they're weak. And I know that. I have lived it and I have been living it. And I know how exactly it works. So here it's from somebody who has been and is going through the same hell. And we need a lot of changes just because you are rich, you are elite, it doesn't allow you to mistreat people, to harass, to abuse. And most of the women like me are being continuously abused, harassed, fit, and not allowed to create life based on who they are. And therefore their time is being wasted. I read my books, Fire and Ice. I'm very proud of my book, Fire and Ice, sharing that. And Asha and nice. And you probably will see Johnny Depp somewhere there. I love you guys. I wish you an amazing, amazing week. Be kind, be loving, be compassionate. And I'm going to play my song, Love Me As I Am, before we end this podcast today. And happy Mother's Day to everybody. My daughter was taken away by people got involved and she was brainwashed completely on the top of that she's not allowed to contact her mother because she's surrounded by criminals anyway love and light